Welcome to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about blowout and the judging process behind it. I was unfortunately unable to get every single judge in on one call, so they're a little bit scattered. However, the first call I was ha- able to have was with Howie and Ram, which was sh- happened shortly after the competition. The conversations with Nana, Harkiran, and Deepika happened a few weeks to a few months after the competition, so those conversations aren't as in-depth as I wanted to. However, I did want to get their opinions into it. But before we actually get into today's podcast, I do want to bring some attention to our mental upcoming mental health episode we want to shine a light on mental health issues within the circuit both we need your help before we can really create a constructive conversation in the description of this podcast there's a link to a google form that where we're asking you to help us start that dialogue we're asking for submissions with stories or experiences you've had advice you to give to other people who are dealing with similar issues that you've dealt with questions we on the podcast can try to answer or even just drop some knowledge on us whatever you think will help us start that dialogue we're going to have this form open for quite a while however long it really takes us to get enough submissions so please share with your friends or family or anyone you think might be able to contribute that being said let's get into the podcast so welcome to another episode of the Bangara podcast today we're joined by howie and ram um we are going to be talking about the uh, the 2018 Bangara blog competition and have get the judges perspective on the competition the lineup for blog 2020 the lineup for blog 25 was bruin Bangara, cmu illini northwestern spartan unc um uva and v tech and um if you all want to say your names and give a little bio uh, intro go for it. My name is Howie Miguel. I've danced with MBT in the past and I've danced with AEG currently. This is my first time judging and it's it's always an honor to you know come to blow and judge as always. Um my name is Rama Hollingham. I'm a former captain of uh first class Bunga. I've been dancing for about been dancing competitively since uh 2007, so about 11 years, and uh, I've been dancing since I was, I think, 13, which is obviously much longer, much longer time. Um, I've jumped at about um, 15 competitions now um, over the past couple of years, and uh, this is my first time judging blowout, which is really, really cool. All right, all right, cool. Let's get into it then. So, um, before we like actually get into the meat of the podcast, do you want to talk about the rubric a little bit? What was the goal of the rubric? Was it just to keep law the same? Did you did the the 
did the committee want anything different when it came to if they wanted more execution based creativity did they more want more impact i don't know whatever whatever however the rubric was constructed and discussed how to go about because i know um some teams were kind of um antsy about the rubric coming out kind of late and there were some delays with that so if you want to talk about that so for me, um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is I just wanted to make sure that below it was comfortable. You know, one of the big things, at least from my perspective, that is important when it comes to judging and from an organizer's perspective is that everyone's kind of on the same page and we're focused on building a rubric that the competition can get behind, the judges can get behind, and ultimately when a team is going to have a question about comments or about um, feedback, they could go to a judge and get obviously personalized feedback. But, you know, if they had any questions that can be that they have towards the actual competition itself, the competition can say 100 percent. This is the kind of style that we want to go for. And our rubric on and our rubric supports that. So for me, it was just. Let's have a conversation. Let's get to a point where all the judges agree and the competition organizers agree, and then let's make adjustments accordingly. All right, cool, cool. How about you, Howie? Just going off of what Ron said, I think the biggest controversy, especially you know, in the circuit, is always this idea of folk versus modern. And a lot of the questions I've been asked in previous judges' meetings, just also dancing from experience, comes from, do you guys prefer a set that's super creative or do you want to focus more on execution heavy type of our segments and i think what was great about this rubric and how we designed it was that any team can actually truly come here and it's reflected in the rubric that you bring your own style if you're a very heavy execution level team that you can still come to blow and still place or even win first in comparison to a team that comes with very creative choreo, but maybe not on that same level of execution and still win the competition as well. Right. And overall, I think what it really came down to, especially is that overall idea of impact. You can impact the judges and wow us through your skill level of dancing and execution of Pangara, or you could also wow us in the way through your creative choreography or, you know, even gimmicks to an extent as well and this rubric would you know be able to clearly define that let's get into the meat of this conversation could but if you y'all wouldn't mind would you mind saying the raw scores and the the score with the bonus points that you had for all the teams um Robin, can you start yep so from a a raw score perspective i had illinois in first place virginia tech in second um UNC and CMU tied for third, and uh, then I had Bruin in fifth. And then when it bonus points from the collegiate shout-out were added in, I had Virginia Tech in first, uh, UNC in second, um, Illinois – or no, CMU in third, Illinois in fourth, and then um, I had Bruin Bunga in fifth. Howie? For me personally, I had – in terms of raw score, I had Illini at first, I had VTech at second, Bruin at third, and I had CMU and UNC tied. All right. So uh, let's, in general, so how did the, how did the deliberations happen? Was it like a very clear cut for a second, third? Were there outliers, stuff like that? And then we can kind of guide the conversation from there. So for deliberations, um, it was pretty 
obvious. So uh, first was Illinois, second was VTech, and then it was just became a question of, you know, we went around the room, um, asking, you know, is Illinois is Illinois um, going to win first place? Mm-hmm. And then people said yes, and that was then there were five of us, so then obviously that was done. Yeah, and then okay. we asked everyone, Virginia Tech was if Virginia Tech was going to get second. Mm-hmm. We went around and there were three yeses, so that was also done, and okay. the real debate came from a deliberation standpoint and I think how I can provide some provide some good insight on how deliberation went cool so with third place then who like what were those teams like who was really who were the teams that in consideration so for third place it was between Bruin Bunga and also CMU mm-hmm. and it was where we had spent the most time I think we delivered for about you know majority of our time in the judges meeting about that because it was the between us five judges it was split down the middle mm-hmm. and it was and it was funny because it was me and nana who had bruin at third place and it was deepika and hk who had cmu at third place because how the, how it works pretty much long story short is that you know you deliberate amongst the top four teams in terms of score yeah and then after that uh, if the first place team cannot not place in terms mm-hmm. of scoring and nobody else can jump up more than two points. Yeah. I mean, two spots. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was between those two. And then, you know, we just, and then it was, that was the split. And then it went down to ROM. Usually you go down to like, if you have an odd number of judges, you go down to the last judge. Right. And then it becomes majority kind of wins kind of thing. And then after that, it's still, you know, we still had another, you know, six to 10 minutes that we still talked about, you know, the different points as to why each of us individually really enjoyed the team that we wanted to place third. And for me personally, in regards to that matter, I really liked Bruin Bungaro's, you know, set and their design because it just, if you have this idea what blowout sets are supposed to come out looking, especially within the last couple of years, in mm-hmm. my personal opinion, that was the perfect representation of what does Bunger blowout look like, right? And their set spoke that the most. And okay. then I think what really hurt them, it was just their execution and cleanliness, especially. Okay. Okay. How about you, Ram? Uh, yeah, when it came down to it, um, it, it, there was a big back and forth. I can't deny how creative Bruin set was. It was, it was just different. The opening and closing of the set was different. Um, I think the elements within the set, I think the, the feedback I gave Bruin even was when they were focusing on hitting creative stuff and doing cool things within the set, whether it's from a dancing perspective or from a formation perspective, um, they were normally on point. Um, I think what hurt them were some pretty obvious mistakes as well as um, in the points where they're not doing something to hype up the crowd or add a creative element to their performance, um, the execution just wasn't there. And the way that this rubric was, was in terms of creativity and execution, what's the, what's the best balance. And the, the difference was there was a much bigger difference in spread between uh, court, um, sorry, CMU's execution and Bruins execution. There was between, um, Bruins overall creativity in CMUs, even though CMUs probably had one of the weaker uh, from a creativity standpoint set to the night. I, I think what really helped 
um, decide. This was the fact that from an impact standpoint, although uh, Bruin probably had a fantastic, had a lot of impact just because of the vibe, the overall presence that they carried from a creativity standpoint, um, CMU was phenomenal for, from a, I think from a, what do you, what do you mean by, yeah. What do you mean by vibe and atmosphere of these sets? So what I mean by that is uh, there was a big LA swagger and influence within Bruin and Mm -hmm. it definitely set them apart. I mean, they're the only West coast, really the only West coast team. um, And they really kind of relished in it. They kind of lived in that moment and they did Mm -hmm. a lot of that. Uh, throughout the set, it's very representative of the the competition that they run, Bruin Bangada. I think that was just unique from a perspective of an audience member, as especially as a judge. Um, I think what separate, I, unfortunately, separated them was CMU. Even though they didn't have a create set, just they just balled out the entire set. I think every segment they just went in. They were mm-hmm. very very much aligned in terms of what they wanted to show on stage and they executed everything. And I think one thing that I think all the judges agree when you looked at CMU in the ending segment and went from left to right across all their dancers, no one looked like they were tired. Everyone was still hitting their choreography. They were um, killing the steps. And then when they finally finished, it was just this feeling. And I think a lot of people felt this, that, um, CMU was just super impressive. Yeah, actually, uh, one question I did want to ask, uh, spot, like when it came to like placings and stuff, like I know there's a lot of hype around, around, around Spartan. They brought in Vardy. They had like, it, a lot of people were hyping up like, oh, this is the year like Spartan will place and all this stuff. What really, what, you know, do you remember what um stopped them from really like getting in the conversation? For me personally, I've seen Spartan set twice before this and mm-hmm. you know, for any good judge, you're obviously not supposed to bring that bias into it. Right. Yeah. I, no, I didn't watch any of the videos after that, obviously. And I think what this hype that was built around them, especially is that this year they really revamped their set design in comparison to the previous years that they had a very mundane and flat set, you know, before this year and this year, what they really brought is they took more risks in the choreography and that, it didn't, you know, we have this general stigma a lot of the times with these, you know, what a co-ed set is supposed to come look like from a college. And for this time, what we, like I've seen was that they had a very strong set designs. Like this isn't a co-ed set. This isn't like an all guys team set. This is a good Barnard set that they did bring. Right. And that I think was the uh, impressive part about it. But what happened that night in DC at Lisner was that it's that execution, right? It's that okay. you could have the most amazing set in the world, but at the end of the day, you're dancing Bhangra, right? Yeah. And that they didn't have that level of execution that they that they had this whole hype built around that night. Mm-hmm. And it really okay. did hurt them and it took them out of place in contentions. Gotcha. How about you, Ram? I'm, just to add on, it's, uh, uh, I personally thought that from a, um, an overall highlight for worthy set, the way, especially the first couple of segments were constructed, it was, um, uh, honestly, I, I found out, I, I thought that after sub-segment they were going to win. And it was just a question of, can they hold up, um, can they hold up this performance all the way through? Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, hurt them, and I think Howie alludes to this a little bit, is even though they were very creative 
and it's a unique set in a lot of ways just because of the interplay and the fact that I think they, they've definitely bucked tradition a little bit in terms of what it means to be a co-ed team. Um, when you kind of shoot for the moon, um, if you don't get there, you really need to – it really does hurt. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take risks and I'm not saying that you shouldn't push yourself. Um, just realize that when things start falling apart, as they did for – part of the set, especially towards the end, it really, really... How did, how did, for people who didn't watch performance, Wait, what, what, did you mean, what do you mean by falling apart? How did, how did that happen? So one of the things um, that I think I told... One of the things that I told them, and I think you'll definitely see if you were a viewer and you watch them, is there's a very unified way of executing loose and steps mm -hmm. at the beginning of the set. If you watch their sub-segment, everyone is kind of on the same page. But at the end of the performance, I think two things happened. One, people just weren't executing. You saw this in the lower body and legs. And honestly, lower body legs is probably the most important thing in Bhangra. It's the one universal thing. If you think about the things that least, the least amount of um, uh, derivatives are, are found in footwork, that was a problem. And I think the other thing that was a problem too was people were executing moves differently. And what I mean by differently is when some people were doing Bedi, they were going bam, bam, like hit, hit. Or when they're doing Pataka, they were doing like hit, hit. And some people were trying to be very cute about it, very much more about the performance value of their face or their mm -hmm. upper body. And I think okay. what happened towards the end of the performance was you started losing you started losing the identity and vision of each segment. You started losing thematically, like how is this segment supposed to be performed? And you started getting a lot of cute dancing mixed with some, with some hard dancing mixed with some effortless dancing. Um, I will say I, there's this black dude on case that I thought was phenomenal. I think he was the best dancer of the night and he made everything look effortless. But the problem with that is when you're doing that, and someone else is not doing it like that. So if someone else is trying to be cute with the segment or someone else is trying to be cute with their execution, you start running into this problem where you have like 10 to 11 to 12 dancers doing things slightly differently. And it hurts when it comes to your impact, when it comes to your, when it comes to your actual course, when it comes to your drops, when it comes to doing uh -huh. just regular choreo. And then especially when you add fatigue into the factor, you're just looking at a lot of individual people in formations just dancing kind of their own set and that gotcha. to me was a big problem and then there were pretty obvious mistakes too like you saw a lot of slips you saw a lot of falls um you saw people just not executing properly but i mean when you start when you put when you put yourself on such a high pedestal and you put high degree of difficulty in your sets you need to be able you need to be on the same wavelength the entire way throughout and it seemed to dissipate um, especially I think two segments away from the end, it seemed to just lose itself. Got you. Okay. That makes sense. So basically what you're saying is like, uh, just kind of long story short, Spartan had some dancers that were really like being aggressive with the steps. Some people were just being a little light, like doing a little lighter and stuff like that. And just because of that, like the message every segment was trying to portray just got muddled. I would just say that that's definitely true, but mm -hmm. Beginning of the set, everyone knew how the sub segment should go. Everyone yeah. knew how to go. Everyone knew kind of, you know, the first couple of segments, they everyone knew how to execute that properly and stay yeah. in 
And then towards the end, people just defaulted to how they wanted to dance. Got you. Okay. How the team should be dancing in each mm-hmm. of the seconds. All right. So another thing I wanted to ask. Uh, so, I mean, y'all said that it was pretty unanimous that VTech got second. Yet going in, I remember looking at the BTF poll and like nobody had, v- like, maybe like three, four people had VTech placing. And I know watching them at um, NDC, I wasn't really impressed by them. Uh what happened? Like, where did they win? I think everybody was pretty shocked when they, when they found out that um, VTech placed, let alone second. So, where did that happen? How can you start off that? I think what I really saw from them was that they had a little bit of something that made me remember each of their segments, starting with the subs, right, mm-hmm. going all the way through to the ending, and I. For me, that is what you want to do, right? And I guess for a lot of people, they ask like, "Oh, like what? What is that thing, right?" For for a set to be memorable, I'm not asking for the most craziest variations in your choreography, or you know, a million jumps, or you know, spinning your kunde a million times. It just it takes one little move to make a whole segment whole, right? And that's what they had a really good you know job of doing, and that's what made them you know memorable and memorability equals impact right and that's what is factored into this rubric you know what is the impact and they had the you know best impact for a lot of us for that night right and it's just different really seeing things live versus seeing things on a screen on a live stream right of course yeah you were talking about the the audience reaction and how impactful that was of the night yeah, we, like, I had to talk with Rob about this. It was just like he was saying he felt like he was at Virginia Tech, right? We didn't feel like we were at GW. We felt like we were at a Virginia Tech football game, like how loud everybody was and everything. And that's, you know, that's great and all, like, you know, from the crowd reaction, like, yes, bring all your friends, right? And, you know, as judges, we can't factor that in. But even, like, beyond just, like, hearing what the cr- like how the crowd is, just for us, it's just they had that impact. And the mm-hmm. dancing, like, yes, they, they didn't, you know, execute to – the craziest extent and such, but it was just definitely like really left impactful. Like I could name a lot of those things that they did in each of their segments that I was like, wow, I like that part, you know? Mm-hmm. How about you, Ram? I, it's just Virginia tech has, is the best example of you have limitations in your dancers. You have, you're, you're not, you know, if you're a college team, you're probably not going to be able to dance every day. You know, some people are going to be on different wavelengths. How do you make a performance and not just, not just a set, not just, you know, gimmicks, not just choreography, not just, you know, this or that. How do you maximize your performance so that ultimately you are put in the best position possible? And I think Virginia Tech did a great job of balancing that. Are they the most creative team? Of the night? No, probably not. Uh, probably, you know, second or third in terms of overall set design. Um, are they the, the team that's going to execute the best? No, probably not. Probably second or third. Um, they did probably have the most impactful performance just based on um, one, how they managed not only their drops, but also just other instances of their segments, like the intros and outros of their segments. They did a really good job of having multiple points of emphasis as well mm-hmm. as having. A fantastic Jummer segment, in my opinion. So they had a good balance of of memorable moments, memorable segments. But I think the the most important thing is just when you factor that in, and you know the margins are going to be tight. Being top three in both creativity and execution 
as well as you know top two and impact is going to put you in a position where you're going to win and does that mean they were going to win no they didn't win i mean illinois obviously won blowout but that kind of memorability as judges when we're walking away from actually judging a team and walking to deliberation sticks with you and uh, i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean you how he's right like you you can't fact you shouldn't factor in crowd reaction crowd performance but when you are hitting things and everyone buys in it's it's a pretty surreal moment as a judge and when you're thinking about impact and impact is a category there um it definitely it definitely resonates and it definitely enhances the performance of your set. So kudos to the Virginia Tech team. I think what they did, and if you watch the video, you can probably see this too. It's not the greatest thing um, in terms of any one thing in the rubric, but from a performance standpoint, it's a pretty damn good performance. So other than that, okay, so then um, obviously like then Alana and I got first. I mean, what, I mean, it, again, it sounded very clearly like they got first. Well, uh, and I think anybody who watched their performances in the past know what they're gonna expect. Like pretty much flawless, flawless execution, top to bottom. Like no bad dancer on this on stage. Everybody like excellent cleaning. I mean, what what conversation was there? Other like if there was much of one. I think we all pretty much unanimously agree that Illini was her first. Majority of us definitely did right, mm-hmm. and. What I liked about their dancing beyond the like execution aspect of them, right? Just knowing Bhangra, their whole team went through, you know, through their yeah. last dancer. My thing with them is when they dance, they dance very cocky. And I like that. They came on stage mm, yeah. and like, come in, they're like, yeah, we're going to come and get first, right? And it just mm-hmm. showed, right? And they all had fun on stage. And, you know, they just came and they, you could just tell they're like, yeah, we're going to come and we're going to win this whole entire thing against, you know, everybody here. Gotcha. And that's what I that's what I saw from their dancing, right? And you know, the one thing with them is like this, you know, they had a great year, they won first everywhere, right? And but you know, I had a talk with you know, just Kira from their team and you know, after the competition and everything, and he asked, you know, he was like, Oh, like what did you think of the set? Like, you know, overall and everything. And I just told yeah. him the one thing that yes, like you dance guys dance very well, but it just and this is like a big problem. I also really see just like drops are just very the same predictable, the same, right? Yeah. It's like the same four guys yeah. coming up, right? You hear it. If I hear it in the music, I'm like, here comes that big drop. Here it comes. Here it comes. And guess yeah. what? It's that big drop, right? Yep. yep. And it's, it's not a bad thing, but you know, after a while it just becomes like repetitive, you know, it doesn't no, engage I mean, me as much. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, if it's like straight up, I mean, I mean, I saw this at NDC and I, didn't get a chance like really watch Alana's video from blow up, but I mean, I'm assuming like I, from what I've heard, it's like basically the same thing, blue and orange, like just gear it. Then I think, or if the color is the same orange dude, come, come up to the middle, hit jaw really hard. And then like, do like they just come from the middle in some V they come up, they hit it, they come up, they hit it, they come up, they hit it. So it's the same, same time over and over again. It hit, it hit, it hit, it works, but it does. Yes. Like you said, become repetitive. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Honestly, um, yeah, I think everything that Howie said, the cockiness was there, the we want to win is there. Um, the big thing for me is the drops were yes, predictable, but when they they went into it, when they went into their mechanisms, when they went into their moments, it was clear that everyone was on the same page and that they were all kind of gunning for it. You know, they, they were thinking beyond just 
this set, they were just having fun. And that resonates as a judge. They're not, they're not worried about so much as the placing. They kind of, it felt as if they knew that they were going to win and they were dancing with the sense of being carefree. Um, on the flip side of that, there was one part in, I think, Jogani Chal, where they did something really cool, where it seemed like they were about to finish. They kind of turned away for a second. They dropped down, came back, and they hit Jogani from the side. And it was like a very small moment in the performance, but I thought it was sick because the execution was very, very good of all the dancers, especially the front two and the yellow and the blue. Um, and it showed that they had the capability of kind of subverting their expectations or providing a kind of, oh, snap, they did that kind of moment. Um, but to Howie's point, you know, their set is a guessing game that you can play. And more often than not, you will get the answers right before it even happens. And while they may go, and because of their dancing and the execution of their moments, go and beat a lot of these co-ed teams, who sometimes I feel not every dancer is, buying into a drop or buying into a segment or giving off of that, giving off that vibe of, you know, we're great. We're fantastic. And our dancing backs head up. Um, there will be difficulties for Illini when it comes into the independent realm. And that's kind of, you know, where my feedback was, it was, okay, you won first place. Now what? And the feedback was, you know, you go into uh, the top teams are independent teams, you know, and they have been. And I think it's, you know, that's a discussion for another day. But the feedback was the sets seemed derivative in a way, but the dancing, you can't teach good dancing. And that's really what won at the end of the day. Gotcha. 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 Well, I should right. back. You, can't, you can teach good dancing, but they were the best dancing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me personally, it was that the formula that SPD and NJ uses in their set design, it feels like it's been very influential as to what, like, at least I saw it blow out, right? You want to come super hard with your props, right? And you're trying to, I think there's one thing I, I did see a lot, which I kind of got annoyed at, it was just like this that little shoulder shake that SPD always does. You know, the whole like, hmm. right. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, popular, they popularize that. And, uh, and I saw that. Right. And I'm just saying, look, that's like, that's their move. You know what I mean? Like that's the first thing you think of with that team. And the thing is you, the teams that came, it's like, you need to build your own identity, right? You're something that becomes like, okay, when I think of team X, what is it that they have? Right. And I think that, what I really like personally, I think Bruin Bunger did a great job of that. They brought the whole like LA theme and then they owned it. They owned it as like, this is the theme, right? They were an LA team and they had that super modern set. And I really enjoyed that. And, you know, we just need to see more of that. I want to see a team identity, something that's popular with, you know, that's yours as a whole, instead of trying to copy something that isn't. And that's what made, I guess you could say overall, the underwhelming aspect 
of a blowout this year. The dancing was great. You know, the dancing, like collegiate level dancing has always been all about, you know, cleanliness and synchronization, right? But I wanted to see more of like an identity, something that you could really make your own. And I didn't really necessarily see it that much. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I do think, Howie, you hit it right in the head, right? I walk out a blowout and I can say that there was Bruin Bangada. Bangada is this. I could list off, you know, kind of the attributes of what they are. But when it comes to a lot of the other teams that competed, um, I can't, you know, I, I can say CMU is, you know, a very execution dance heavy team. And I can say that. But I still feel for a lot of teams that there are elements of other teams in their performances. And when it comes to building mechanisms and arranging the set, like how we said, rather than trying to do something different or not even something different, it's just something that's known to them. I, it seems that the formula is more mechanized, if that makes sense. It's just, it seems like someone, some of these sets could have been made in two weeks versus, you know, six months. And I'm not saying that that's, that's a knock on anybody because you can do really creative stuff in two weeks. It's just, I could see patterns and traces of how the set was designed in other places. And like, uh, we, how we talked about before and I, I followed up with, it was a guessing game of what's coming at the drop. And more often than not, I think we all guess correctly. And, uh, I think moving forward when it comes to blow teams and, and co-ed teams, I think, you know, I think one of the major challenges is this concept. And I mean, it's, it's not a concept. It's the reality of dancer turnover and rotate it, rotation through teams and training new dancers. And there is a sense of to be competitive. You probably need to be a little bit more formulaic in your approach. But if you are going to build a formula as a team, if you are going to try to win these comps and do something different, you know, and, and want to stand out, don't go on YouTube and watch, watch other teams and take their kind of drops and ideas. Definitely from a dancing perspective, I get it. If you watch SPD, NJ, you know, FCB from us, um, you know, some of the higher level teams, you're going to see really good dancing and you can take some of those aspects in your sets. But from an ideas perspective, it wasn't, it wasn't original. Okay. Okay. And now into my conversation with Nana. Yep. Yep. All right. So, I mean, I guess we'll go through. Um, for, so, when it came to first place, I mean, why do you think Alana got first? What what really put them over the top when it came to it in comparison to everybody else? Sure. I mean, uh, I think, you know, uh, there, there, there are a couple of key factors which always identify like a, a, a winning team, a first place team, you know, uh, you know, and, and that's like, you know, execution is always the biggest thing, right? Uh, as a whole, as a unit, as a team, uh, where was the execution? And I definitely think they got it, you know, when it came to completing actions uh, and just not just being able to do the action, but doing it while moving. That's the other thing. Sometimes some actions get a little compromised in the movement, right? Uh, because you you, know, you kind of start thinking about, you know, where where am I moving? Am I going to run into anybody? You're, you're focused on hitting your spot. So sometimes the, the action can get compromised. Where with them, I think they moved with such confidence, and it's like they knew where they belonged on the stage at any given point in time uh, throughout the dance. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, overall they, they had every element there when it came to just Pungra, you know, 
uh, and then obviously that you know they met the the, the criteria on the rubric, uh, which you know when it came to the points, you know they they, they obviously had you know a high number of points, and then it was you know I think it was uh, I think it was the, the best baller team of the night. Now, honestly, like, yeah, this sounds about right. I mean, pretty much all the other judges pretty much have the same opinion. Like, Lana was very clear and deci- decisively the winner. I know a lot of people actually were very surprised that Big Tech got second place. I mean, I know, uh, like, I mean, I've heard, like, a lot of watching the videos and um, talking to other people. I know, like, that, that sentiment still is there. And I was wondering um, how you thought about that, how you thought about Big Tech getting second. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, um, you know, I think the team had a lot of energy. I think, uh, you know, the, you know, Brad and, and, and Mega, you know, being, being, uh, you know, the pairing, they, they were like, it was very clear, you know, they, they, they stood out. They brought a lot of strong presence, especially in, in, in points of the dance where, you can uh, really emphasize individuality and like Makra and you know really stand out. They really did well there. Not to say that's what the reason why they placed, but that really stuck out to me personally. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of old school Bhangra. Uh, but you know, I think uh, again, you know, when it came to the rubric, I think you know they they uh, they, they fulfilled all the requirements and they met the criteria. I think their energy was good. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, didn't, didn't see, you know, there, there's things that make you win the dance and there's also things that you do that, uh, you know, help with making sure you don't lose points, right? Uh, making sure that you don't have mistakes. You've, you've covered the fundamentals, you know, there was no wardrobe malfunction. Uh, you know, I think the posture was good. Um, you know, and, and it was just, it was very clean. You know, I, maybe it wasn't the most creative routine of the night. Uh, but you know, I think, I think they, they brought a pretty good, uh, energetic and, and clean set. And then, all right, cool. Thank you. And then, um, the last thing I'm going to be asking you is just about, um, cause I know CMU, CMU like did beat up Bruin. Um, but like, what? Where did you stand on that whole deliberation, and where do you? Th- um, and how do you end up deciding? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, me personally, I, I, I thought, I thought maybe you know, uh, it, it, it was tough. There was a lot of deliberation. Uh, now months later, you know, uh, it's uh, it, 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 you know they, they, they definitely deserve the place, no, no doubt, right? Um, but you know, I think it, it, it could have been questionable whether they could have placed higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, you know, um, what was it, Bruin? Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, I, I was in favor of them placing simply because I think there's certain measures that you have. You have to always look at complexity, right? If you bring a, a safe set, and you, and which is easier to execute versus a very complex set where there's high risk, right? How do you weigh that, right? And obviously, uh, as a judging panel, we did deliberate on that. And, you know, I think there were, uh, you know, there was another judge that weighed, uh, you know, favor, uh, you know, heavier towards uh, Bruin. Um, I was one of them. Uh, I, I definitely thought, you know, they were entertaining. And obviously, in, uh, and, and, and as well from an audience perspective, I think the crowd reaction was good. Not that that influences me, but at the end of the day, right, 
as a performer, though it is a competition, you know, you're talking about a handful of people versus the general crowd, which could be, you know, more than a thousand people. I think they were satisfied with the performance. It was a good, entertaining performance. And at the end of the day, as dancers, you are also entertainers. So that is a factor. That, that, that definitely is a factor. And uh, I think their dance was more complex. So, uh, like I said, I think it could have worked out very differently if they had place in terms of what would have happened with CMU and, you know, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of my thought on that. Gotcha. All right, cool. And do you think there was, like, I mean, in terms of the competition, in terms of anything you saw, were there anything, Is I mean, is there anything else you want to say, whether it be, like, um, some advice you'd give to other teams that didn't place? Um, I don't know, or, like, any, any, anything that stuck out in terms of other teams that performed, or in general, anything, like, any memorable moments you, you had? I don't know, like, is there anything else you want to say? You know, I just, uh, I think there's so many still to this day. I'm born and raised in the Washington, D.C. area, so something I bought is not new for me, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, I used to perform as an exhibitionist as a five-year-old, and then I, you know, even, you know, being a part of the show, it's nice to still see that Pungara is still going strong in, 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 the, in, the, in the collegiate world. Now, the, the, the thing about, I think, collegiate Pungara and Pungara in particular is generally most of the teams, I think all, are usually co-ed teams, um, you know, and, and, and that's, and, and I think, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, and uh, when you have a co-ed team, I think, you know, it's very important that the team dance as a unit, you know. There's going to be a height difference, you know, uh, boys and girls. Even in boys, you know, in India, traditionally, uh, a lot of guys would get picked on college teams based on their height and how their physique was. If they looked good, they were tall and lanky, they would look good on stage. They would bring strong presence. Uh, not to say girls bring weaker st- uh, presence, but I've noticed that in collegiate Pungara, I think that's one thing where uh, I think, you know, uh, the girls need to keep up with the guys. And in some instances, I think sometimes girls have more energy and the guys need to keep up with them. Simply because there's a height difference, how do you make the, the routine, um, you know, uh, balanced? Where, how do you bring balance? You know, I, there's so many times I've seen co-ed uh, routines where it's, you know, either the girls are stronger or the guys are stronger. Uh, very, you know, not to say rarely, but um, it's I, I, very, I don't see too many refreshing sets when it comes to uh, co-ed teams as, as much as I do if it's all girls or, or, or all boys. Um you know, being being a coach at DCMPA, we dance co-ed all the time, and that's something I always emphasize. So, you know, it's not something that uh, and I'm being judgmental towards the co-ed team. We do it ourselves, but, you know, it's it, it's hard because sometimes, you know, there is a big difference. Uh, as far as the competition and, uh, you know, the other what, for the other teams, um, you know, I think, uh, you, I think utilize the fact that you guys are all at school. I know colleges have a lot of resources, right? When it comes to practice time, sometimes when it comes to funding, uh, you know, and, and just time commitment, you know, a lot a lot of independent teams are actively involved in, uh, you know, other things, working a professional job or, uh, you know, uh, being, they commute to school. They don't all live on at, at school. So, you know, I, I used to be part of VCU Pungara and I saw one thing being, they were very successful because they had a lot of resources. They were able to capitalize on that, uh, being a college team. So, um, I mean, I think that's about it. You know, I'm just, I'm just very happy to see the fact that Pungara uh, is still doing so well after, you know, uh, was it two decades running? And uh, to see the interest of Pungara, not just amongst the Punjabi community, but uh, it's become very diverse. And the one great thing about Pungara, you really see the diversity at this Pungara competition. Being that most kids are in college, they're not 
some are not even South Asian, and, and that's awesome. You know, uh, and, and matter of fact, our judging panel, not everybody was Indian on that, and yeah. that's such a such a cool thing. So, that, that, and that's a big statement. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great comp, and uh, I'm glad to see you keep going strong. All right, yeah, all right. Thank you so much, Nana, for um, talking to me and taking take time out of your day. Um, I'll let you know when this comes out. And thank you so much for me on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, see you. Um, my name is Harkiran, and I am the coach of Bunch Bhangra from Vancouver, BC. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Yeah, no, sorry. All right, so um, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, so um, the teams that placed at Blow at Bangra were uh, Illini at first, VTech at second, and uh, CMU at third. So um, why'd you place? Well, who'd you place when when it came to your decision? If you remember that, and then why'd you place who you did? Um, so. Uh, so at first place, I mean, it seemed like everybody unanimously said Illini got first. Why did you think that? Illini, um, yeah, unanimously they did get first. I think they just kind of hit the rubric um, in every single category better than anyone else that night. Um, even like their beginning and their ending, like it was very memorable. And at the same time, they were just overall the best team of the night. Um, I think that there was a little bit of a thing that, you know, VTech might have been, you know, some people were kind of like, oh, why not VTech? And I think what it came down to is that it, sometimes you'll have like a team that will go on stage and they will do like really good in like two categories. They'll like come out and they'll be like, you know, like, an, like a nine out of 10 on stamina or they'll be like, you know, nine out of 10 on cleansiness and everything else will be like a six. Mm-hmm. But like the best team of the night is usually the team that will give you like a solid like seven and a half, eight in every single category. Got you. Yeah. Right. So that was probably why um, Illini. And then um, CMU, it was, we were having like this big debate. And so this was for, for third, this was for third place, right? Yeah. 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 For third Okay. Um, we were having this big debate amongst the judges between CMU and if I remember correctly, I think it was UNC Elite. Mm-hmm. And I remember that after like the scores and everything came out that CMU in in like the Pungra category, in the dancing category, um, with just the amount of points that they technically had were so far ahead of what UNC had in those categories. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it just came down to, you know what, at the end of the day, it is a Bhangra competition. Okay. Some of the debates were that, hey, UNC was like more creative yeah. and like, you know, they were more entertaining and things like that. Um, but in this instance, it was like, you know what, it's a Bhangra competition. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I will be posting the rubric in the show notes, but I mean, in, in terms of the rubric, um, what did this rubric like really favored did it did it favor a bhangra did it favor the creative side or was it just kind of like an equal match it was um a pretty equal match Mm -hmm. kind of um down the middle uh we actually worked really closely with the committee Mm -hmm. uh this year to uh, make sure that the rubric was like fair in it and it wasn't like favoring either way i think like looking in the past um just with the teams that place like there were years when i think vcu just placed like back to back back right yep. and then how place so like um blowout does kind of just have this general reputation of being like a bhangra heavy competition you know yeah. and then 
So this year, uh, we just kind of try to make it fair down the board. But at the end of the day, you just have to keep that in mind, right? Yeah, for sure. That, that it's dancing. And I think that's where the UNC-CMU debate kind of came into. Because I think we came to the conclusion that if we lined up all of CMU's dancers and we lined up all of UNC's dancers mm-hmm. and just made them do like the malls and Fusla and mm-hmm. Chique, that CMU's execution would, was better. Okay. And I, I don't yeah. think anybody would disagree with that watching performances for sure. Honestly, other than that, I mean, uh, do you have any like overall impressions, uh, any advice you'd give? A t- I don't know, like anything you want to say yeah, at all. So like something that like stood out and still stands out to me was um, the entertaining, the entertainment aspects that DRP brought. Mm. Um, or, do you mean UCLA? Not D- yeah, because DRP didn't dance. Oh, was it UCLA? Then? It's, it's well, definitely, yeah, it's definitely UCLA. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, DRP was at the Bruin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. It was UCLA. The yeah. They did like the whole LA theme throughout. Oh their yeah. Set, oh yeah. Right. And yeah. they started off with like the Oscars and the red carpet mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. I yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. all of that was like super super cool to just watch. It was very refreshing and very different. Mm-hmm. Um. To see teams actually put like that effort into it. And um. Overall, I think advice wise, it just always comes down to like the same thing, right? It's I feel that sometimes. Um, as years go on so like I've been in this what 13 years now right Mm -hmm. and um, the execution I feel like teams just forget the execution Mm -hmm. and um and sometimes focus too much on like the non-fungal aspect of things. And I think it just comes down to as long as your execution is good and you're clean, usually you end up on the podium. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Yeah, so Deepika, um, why did you place, why, why did you think first got first? Um. If you need to refresh, it was Illini first, VTech second, CMU third. Yeah, um, so I think I think they ended up placing first by a pretty decent margin in comparison to some of the others. Um, And I think, at least from my perspective, the reason that I ended up giving them first um, was because I thought of all the teams that we saw that night that they executed the best. Um, I think that there's obviously always a toss-up between creativity and execution. And I did think, from a creativity perspective, that they definitely could have been more creative. Uh, as I, and I had that same thought about pretty much every team that went. But I think Blowout has also, just based on the rubric that we looked at, um, valued execution uh, to a degree. And I think our judging panel also uh, seemed to really care about that. And me personally, I think what I, I did like is you can have a lot of really great ideas but what kind of gives them legs is your ability to execute them. So I, in at least in the way that I adjudicated, try to give points for people that had fundamentally danced well. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think when it comes to blowout, execution usually matters more. But also, so, but yes, I can I, I can see that for sure. Like, Alana was definitely... I mean, I saw them at NDC, and I'm watching a blowout video that I had since, and yeah, it makes yeah. sense. A lot, of this, a lot of the drops are the same and stuff like that. Like, I've heard that complaint about them throughout the year. All right, um, but what about second? So why'd you play... Actually, that's, yeah, this is actually one thing. I know a lot of people, like, 
after the competition were super surprised that VTech got second, let alone placed at all. I mean, I know, like, um, like taking CMU's like double thing from the beginning, like some co- like some very I don't want to say copied, but like very similar ideas from past performances and past like not VTech performances, but past performances of other teams and stuff like that. It's like, I was also honestly kind of like surprised that that happened. So, um, help me understand, like, why did you? think they got second um well sort of going off of one of your previous points i actually remember at various points for various teams writing i've seen this before Mm -hmm. um and that's truthfully how i kind of felt about the whole blowout okay it was a pretty execution heavy idea poor competition this year um vtech i think the reason that i placed them because i I did place them second Mm -hmm. um was as far as impact, because that was a big part on the rubric, I remembered things about their set, you know, much later in the competition. And I think as I thought about, you know, who should place, I feel like it's important to reward people who do things that, that are salient to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I still remember I liked... Uh, I thought that they had... Well, some of it definitely was reminiscent of things we've all seen before. And the Thubla thing, I definitely wrote on the rubric. Yeah. Um, I think the they had a Kunde Chal that was kind of interesting. Um, their starting was interesting. It was kind of reminiscent of like old school Bangara where they had all these, you know, very kind of acrobatic kind of thing. With mm-hmm. like and you don't see that a lot in collegiate Bangara anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think they stuck out to me as a group that I remembered. Uh, Bruin also, I think, had an impact um, yeah. just in the way that they designed their set. And for that reason, you know, the top four teams that I had were Illini, VT, CMU, Bruin. Would you would you um, would you mind elaborating exactly on the impact? I think this is like I think like everybody said that like Rom said that Howie said that Nana said that like they all said that but like what like what was what 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 for you at least you don't I don't speak for everybody else but what what for you was so impactful about VTech um I think this may be a little bit of a cop out to say that that's fine it's I mean honestly like we're recording this we're recording this podcast like basically two months after it happened so I understand if like memories are faded well I think I think that might be part of it and another part of it is sometimes when you look at rubrics sometimes impact is often described as an intangibles yeah yeah for sure so so in in a way there's like when when you see teams like SPD Mm -hmm. the way that they make an impact is they dance extremely well yeah of course you can kind of put your finger on it and be like that is what is novel about them Mm -hmm. But sometimes you see it and you're like, you know, I can't put my finger on it, but this sticks with me. And I think it was, it was a lot of things, I think, in, and this is something that like Sid and Rob and Samit have really kind of drilled into my head is that Mm -hmm. when you design sets, you want something like exciting or meaningful or different to be happening pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. Like every 30, 45 seconds, you want to do something kind of that that gives it a purpose Mm -hmm. and I think more so than a lot of the other teams B team may not have done that all the time but there is at least like a a valiant attempt at it Mm -hmm. and I think that is what kind of stuck with me okay all right no that makes sense um 
Okay, then for third. So I mean, I know, I know, having talked to everybody else, uh, third was where a lot of the liberation time went to between UCLA and um, CMU. So, and I know you said you um, played CMU third, but I did. Uh, where? Yeah. So how how did that how did that go? Where? Why do you why do you, you think CMU got third, et cetera, et cetera? Um. I think it goes back to like what does blowout value and I thought that CMU and Bruin were examples of like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. Uh, like CMU I truthfully I thought the set felt kind of flat but I thought that they danced very well whereas with Bruin I thought that they had a lot of creative ideas and like mechanisms and things that a lot of collegiate teams don't do, but the execution didn't really enhance the ideas. If anything, it detracted from them. And I think it goes back to like, what what are you there to see? And kind of, I think at the end of the day, what I decided felt most authentic to what I was asked to do at Blowout was to reward people that came and brought good dancing. So I felt more comfortable giving CMU third than Bruin. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's like that was the common theme. It's just like execution kind of won the day for a lot of teams. Yeah, and especially with CMU. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um. In terms of anything else, I mean, is there anything? Um. I don't know. Uh. I mean, I, I, I can bring up a bunch of topics that kind of came up in the various conversations I've had with all the judges. But I mean, um. Uh. Like. I don't know. Uh, was there anything, and did any team do anything that really stuck out to you, stuck out to you? Was anything super memorable? Was there anything you saw that you want to see? Was there like some kind of trend you saw that you want to see less of? Um, anything about the overall state of the collegiate? I mean, there's so many things you yeah, can ask. I mean, definitely speak to the last part. Yeah. Um, if I'm being totally, totally honest, I yeah. think that is for the purpose of of everybody growing. I walked out of blowout kind of dissatisfied and a lot of that was because I feel like creativity is kind of lacking mm-hmm. in the collegiate circuit. Yeah. Um, I think I think going 16 is really exciting and I wish more people would try it. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's a tremendous challenge when you're in college so I understand why people don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, but I think creativity overall is something that I was disappointed by and ended up becoming an execution-heavy judge out of kind of the the way that the competition unfolded. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have awarded creativity, but I just didn't feel like I saw it. Do you think that, I mean, so that's a question, because I know, like, there's a a constant, like, chicken-in-the-egg situation where it's like, is it the rubric that caused the dance to focus on execution, or is it the execution that caused the um, the rubric to be more execution-heavy? Um... Do you think it's more of a rubric situation where, like, the, I mean, the, because the rubric is, I mean, it's pretty 50-50, but it does, it does have a lot of word when it comes to execution, while, or do you think it's just, you know, the, the trend, I mean, like, SPD has obviously led this trend, but, like, the trend towards a much more execution-focused circuit? I think it's all of the above. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah, no, that's a very fair answer, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's different elements of all those things like initially when we were talking about the rubric some people wanted it to be like 60 points or something execution mm-hmm. um, which is just one way of looking at it and I think SPD and kind of the Toronto kind of feel has made execution 
you know, good execution very sexy nowadays. Yeah, for sure. And so I think people are trying to go that route. Um, I wish people didn't think that they were mutually exclusive, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all those things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about the comp in general or anything like that? Uh, I was very honored to have been selected to judge. It was a great opportunity for everyone to, to try judging at some point because it really helped Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Bangra Podcast. Do you have any ideas of what we should talk about? If so, email us at bangratinspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Bangra Pod. And if you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you get the podcast automatically downloaded as soon as it hits the feed. And if you really want to help us out, please leave a review on iTunes and let us know how we're doing. Get a share